Welcome to episode 73 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. Firstly, I'd like to sincerely thank all of the interviewees, listeners and the football community of the Illawarra, Australia and elsewhere around the world who download this podcast. Additionally, I'd like to say thank you to the tremendous people who contribute, comment and reminisce on the social media pages. Billy Williams is our interviewee in episode 73. Born in Thrill and growing up in Winuna in the 1930s, Billy was a footballer who represented his club, region, state and country as a junior and senior footballer. This interview was conducted a while ago via Billy's son Greg, who I must sincerely thank for setting this interview up. This interview with Billy is fantastic in many ways, and as Billy was humble about his success on the football field, I've added further details about his junior and senior football exploits from newspaper articles and other documents to demonstrate the career Billy Williams had in the Illawarra and for his region, state and country. In my humble opinion, Billy would be one of the top 10 Illawarra football players in the 1950s. So to get a few of his memories and thoughts was fantastic. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to record and listen to some of Billy's football experiences. I have immense appreciation and thanks for the time Billy gave up in recording this interview. And further thanks must go to Andrew Howe, Greg Stock, Mark Borich and Doug Butcher for the statistics I have used in this podcast. At the end of my interview with Billy Williams, there is an additional interview with Peter Glass and his thoughts on Billy as a player. For those who have not listened to previous podcasts, Peter Glass was our interviewee on episode 62 and I thank Peter for doing this additional interview. Please enjoy episode 73. Prior to getting into the Billy Williams interview, I believe I need to detail some of Billy's junior and senior career to demonstrate his abilities and achievements in the game. On the 19th of August 1948, the Illawarra Mercury detailed a mini-biography of Billy after he toured Queensland as a member of the New South Wales under-15s team. Billy's mini-biography stated, He went from Bulleye Public School to Wollongong High School, where he won a place in the successful Illawarra under-12s Saturday team of 1945 as inside right. In the following two years, Billy repped for Illawarra PSAAA under-14s teams as inside right and gained selection in the Illawarra under-14s Saturday district side in 1947 as outside right. At the recent Intercity Carnival, he was the outstanding player. Commencing his football with Coromel under-14s in 1945, he now plays with Winuna on Saturdays. Billy then played with Winuna in the under-16s in 1949 and was selected in the under-16 Illawarra Saturday representative team in the same year. As Billy states in the interview, he then joined Bulleye Soccer Club first grade team in the top-tier competition of the Illawarra District Soccer Association. As a 15-year-old, 
starting in their eight goals to two first round victory over Tarawana. In a top-of-the-table clash in May 1950, Billy's Bulleye Soccer Club defeated Fernhill Soccer Club four goals to three, away from home. The Illawarra Mercury article of this game stated it was the best game seen on the coast for many years, with Billy Williams scoring Bulleye's second. The Mercury said of his goal, a few minutes before the interval, 15-year-old inside right for Bulleye, Bill Williams, in a dribbling rush, passed three Fernhill players to net. This speaks to Billy's abilities at the age of 15, to play a strong role in a top-of-the-table IDSA clash against men. Billy's ascension as a promising player was highlighted during the 1950 season when Billy was selected in the Illawarra District Soccer Association's representative team to play in the state soccer championships versus eastern suburbs. In this game, Billy scored four goals in the eight goals to two win, showing his abilities on the big stage. And during the 1950 season, it appeared that Billy was going to join a state league team in 1951, which he eventually did when he joined Winuna Bulleye. In his state league debut season, Billy made 17 starting first grade appearances for Winuna Bulleye, Plus, he was a reserve for the South Coast representative team that played the touring English team, and he played in the Southern League second 11 versus the Northern League second 11 on Anzac Day. Billy played state league football and starred for Winuna Bulleye from 1951 through to 1957, captaining the team many times, appearing in 141 first grade games. He then played and captained first grade for Canterbury Marrickville 15 times in 1958, then played 60 first grade games for Coromel United in 1958, 1959 and 1960. Finally, he played 19 times for South Coast United in 1961 and 1962 before retiring. A total of 235 first grade appearances in State League football along with another 30 to 40 representative appearances in 12 seasons. During his senior playing career, Billy represented the South Coast, the Southern League, New South Wales and Australia numerous times from 1952 through to 1959. In these representative appearances, he played against other regional representative teams, other states, overseas club teams like Rapid Vienna FK Austria, Ferencvaros, Hearts and other countries such as New Zealand, South Africa and South China. Billy represented Australia three times in B Internationals against South China in 1955 and was on the bench a couple of other times. And he captained his region and state numerous times. Noting, Billy then went on to coach with distinction and success in the Illawarra District Soccer Association with Bulleye Workers and Balambi Rosellas in the 1960s and early 1970s, winning minor premierships and grand finals. Hopefully this information adds a bit of colour and detail about Billy Williams, the player and the coach. Thank you for listening to this extended introduction about our interviewee Billy Williams. Now we cross over to my interview with Billy. Thank you.
can you tell me uh, where you grew up? I, I was born in uh, the uh, Bulawanuna, Thoreau area, yes. Uh, actually, uh, the uh, original birth was Thoreau. Okay. And then and then you grew up in Winuna? Yes, I um, joined the ESNA Bank when I was old enough to work, and uh, I uh, worked for the ESNA Bank, and uh, I liked it very much, and... Uh, they decided they wanted me to go to Wollongong Branch, and uh, I went in there. I didn't really like it. I, I didn't like the guy. He used to go out, and the manager used to go out and get on the piss all, you know, all afternoon, yeah. and they'd come back and keep everyone waiting, and uh, I didn't like it, so I threw it in, and uh, I, I was at the, my home, and you wouldn't believe it. The local bank manager at Winuna came down, and... Uh, he said, Bill, I want you to come back. <laughs> and uh, uh, unbelievable it was. And uh, I, I don't think it's ever happened. And uh, I yeah, said, oh, yeah, but I'll come back and they'll move me to, back to bloody Wollongong. I said, I'm not going to work for that guy. And um, he said, no, they won't. He said, I'll make sure they keep you at Winuna. And, and they kept their word. They kept the Winuna until I uh, left there. When you um, were growing up as a boy, did you play soccer in primary school uh, i did i played the um, sunny love is an old name in winuna yes and sunny love was the coach up there and he uh, he asked me to come up to winuna to play not to play at bulleye and uh, i ended up playing in his under 14 team there yes approximately what year was that um that would have been about 40 47 around that that period and and how old were you at that point? I, uh, you know, I'd be under fourteen, thirteen around that mark. And and that was the earliest age group to then, to then play soccer at that point. Uh, yes, that was it. Yes, and and I did represent the, um, the school teams, the New South Wales school teams, in, in a, when I was young. But um, I seemed to take more interest when I turned. Uh, 15 and 16 and uh, believe it or not I um, I played first grade for Bulleye in, in the first grade comp and Winuna State League came down and asked me if I'd come up there I said God I'm only 16 and uh, <laughs> you know to play State League in those days when you're only 16 was something pretty big and um, I went up and uh, maintained a place in the team forever so uh, you then, uh, like you said, Sunny Love, uh, you were playing at primary school. And was that Winuna Public that you were playing at? Uh, no, Bulleye. Bulleye, uh, but I, I, I did go to, to Winuna's soccer team, the, uh, yeah. the under 14. 14. Yes. So Sunny got you there. And, and um, so how did you then get from under 14's Winuna to, to first grade of Bulleye, who were, I'm assuming, just in the local um, Illawarra District League? So I was sort of play, meant to play soccer, I think, and and I, you know, played pretty pretty fairly. And um, I think Bulleye officials came and uh, asked me if I'd um, sign up for them. And um, as I said, I was uh, just uh, just six under sixteen. I think when I went to the state league, I was sixteen plus. Wow! And and what did your parents think of? Uh... Believe it or not, I did it all by myself, uh, Travis. I um, 
my father was a coal miner and had no interest in in sport. Um, so it was all my own personal attitude and, and ability. And uh, I can't really thank him at all. In fact, they, they hardly ever went to a soccer game. And uh, I think they went to one when I start to hit the headlines pretty high. Yeah. Before we talk about um, State League and, and, and some of the other stuff, uh, did you go and watch local soccer as a boy and as a supporter? Oh, yes. I'd, I'd, I'd like, you know, any time I wasn't uh, playing, I'd, I'd love to watch the big games and, uh, and always thought, oh, God, I might be there one day. And sure enough, it happened, yes. Was it mainly Winuna Bulleye that you'd go and watch, or would you go and watch Bulleye? In the- yes, it was. Yes, it was Winuna Bulleye mainly in the in the state league. And as you are aware, state league was that you can't go any higher than state no. league. I sort of made a lot of friends and and that uh, up at Winuna, and um, uh, one of their committee actually came down to to Bulleye and asked if they transfer me and uh, let me transfer up to them, and that's when I went with them, yes. And I was only 16. And and who was the, uh, do you remember when you were at Bulleye for that period of time in first grade, a couple of the other players or the coach in the team? I can remember of a couple of players, Jock Hamilton. Yep. Uh, no, none of them that I can ever say went to state league. Yep. Um, there weren't any big identities. Okay. Um. Benny Mann was the one, the the uh, president of Winuna Soccer Club at the time. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, no, Benny Mann. De- definitely heard of the name and um, seen him in a lot of the uh, sort of yearbooks and and um, you know newspaper articles. Have read about him. And a, and a fellow named Henry. Uh, that was his second name. Oh, okay. Um, I can't recall his first name, but um, he was at Winuna and. Um, Winuna were always one of them good teams. They weren't the best, but they weren't anywhere near the worst. They were always, you know, up in the midfield or a little bit higher. And they would would all, on our home ground, we could beat probably one of the the better teams in the comp. Um, It seemed a big advantage having your local supporters. Were you always, because you were, did you predominantly play at right half? I lo- I played right half for, for some time, and um, I loved to be at centre half, where you seem to have more more space to do things and more space to um, defend and, and attack. And uh, I eventually uh, wound up uh, in state league at centre half in a, in a few teams. Yes. So, uh, how did you find it? Are we talking more um, approximately the year forty nine or fifty that when you debuted in state league i'm trying to think uh, yeah yes you'd be pretty well close to the mark yes and and how did how did you find it um against the it's the best league in in australia pretty much at that point in time so how did you find I, it i found it real exciting i i worked into it and um i tried to pick up things week by week and um yeah i I finally made a fairly good soccer player at the finish, and um, <laughs> I, I was um, pretty happy with with my results because I had really no support. And I'm not blaming my people, but I had no support whatsoever from home. They they wouldn't have known, you know, uh, what it was all about. 
I, I was telling you in 19, you, what year did you mention the state league? About forty nine fifty. I'm I'm thinking if you're sixteen. Yeah, well, I must have gone on to to about sixty one, sixty two, because I've got a a sixty one photo of South Coast United, and um, I, I was telling you Jimmy Kelly's in it, and um, uh, Billy Williams, Jimmy Harris, Ronnie Burns. I, I think you might have heard of yeah, Ronnie Duke, Burns. Dookie Burns. Yeah, Dookie Burns. That's the boy. Uh, Alec Marshall. Yeah, they were a few of the names that were were in that side. So back to Winuna Bulleye in the, the State League, who were some of the other teammates that you can rec- recall of? Oh, look, we had we had some we had some outstanding players. Jimmy Jenkins played the last year. He was the goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, not many better than him. Uh, oh, it was a pleasure to play in, his, in, in the team with him. Um, oh, Teddy Drain. Yep. The very good player, Teddy Drain. Charlie Stewart. Charlie Stewart, outstanding player. Yeah. What What made Charlie so good? Charlie could use either foot. Uh, he was direct with his passing and uh, his crosses. I never forget one day at Winona we were playing against one of the good teams and uh, for some reason I went over and took the corner. I must have been close to the corner post and uh, uh, very little time to go. And um, so I took over and I, I put over a beautiful ball um, completely the other end of the goalpost from where I was kicking. Yep. And he came in and headed at home. And it, uh, I'm just trying to think who the team was. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, he headed at home and it was a, a really, really good goal. But uh, he was a good player. And um, uh, Albert Poole, he played in the, in the defence. He was quite good. Yep. Jimmy Harris was a good player. Yeah, yeah. He was from overseas. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, well, so we're talking about the same um, gentleman that then went on to South Coast, is it? South Coast United? That's right. That's the boy. Yeah, From, from Scotland? Yes, that's him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a real hard doer. <laughs> Liked a bit of fun. Liked a bit of fun. <laughs> and when you talk about the old balls paddock... Um, what about some of the crowds that you saw there? And oh, the crowds the crowds at Balls Paddock were unbelievable. Some days, I mean, if you're playing against an average team, you know, Gladesville or one of those um, not so good teams, or if you played against better teams like Canterbury and Hakola and people and, and teams like that, they varied probably from um, three thousand to six thousand, and um, six thousand they would be jam packed. And what about um, although Balgani was probably in the second tier? That's that's right. Balgani were in the grade lower, um, but they eventually got up to the top grade. But what about um, the the derby would then have been Winuna Bulleye versus Coromel Rangers, wouldn't it? And and how was that? That was uh, always a big game. They were Coromel were always favourites against us, but we held our own and. Um, They'd beat us on their ground, and we'd we'd give them a better better. We'd have a better showing on our own ground. Uh, I think if I had to be fair, I think they would have had the edge on us. They uh, won a lot of trophies in the fifties, in particular. Oh, they had a lot of representative players in their team too, and uh, 
um, that helped them. Bobby Young was a very good player. He 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 was one of their mainstays. Bignall, Bignall, Bobby Bignall was in their team, but uh, in my opinion, just a, like he, he's done everything. I shouldn't say it, but I had I had no opinion of him compared to the good players. Like you said, there's representative games, and then you'd you'd play for. Um, the South Coast. Oh, I, I, I would say I'd played for the South Coast almost uh, when I was playing against almost most international teams. But uh, and we played at the um, Wollongong Showground, and uh, I the papers said this. Um, the other I was reading a couple of little notes they had on a couple of these paper clippings I've got that I played for New South Wales. Uh, around 20 times. Wow. And for yourself, let's talk about playing for, for your region first. Uh, was there any games that you still stick in the memory that you played at Wollongong Showground? Yeah, I think I think I had I think I had a fair game, pretty decent game against China yeah. where, down at um, the um, Wollongong Showground. I think I played centre-half in one of those games and I think I had a, a pretty good game. Um, I'm trying, you know, I find it hard to, to think back no, which, country, which country it was. But um, I know that I played against a lot of various countries and uh, I played against uh, in an Australian 11. I think I might have been in, in an Australian 11 five or six times. And, and that gives you a chance to play against the overseas um, people too. And New South Wales. So. Yes, I've had uh, quite a fair bit of uh, luck in the game. And what about uh, North versus South representative games? Were they still hotly contested? I'm trying to think of the North versus South games. Uh, Do you know, it it would have never got to my head uh, to even think about them. Because that was the sort of the Newcastle Hunter region versus the the Sydney and uh, Illawarra teams. Didn't uh, didn't have a, a big effect on uh, people, population, attending, uh, uh, and, and it didn't mean a lot to me, no. Yeah. And for yourself, was it a, a big moment when you represented your state firstly and then represented Australia in, in those games that you played? Oh, look, um, yeah, yes, I, I, I found it. Uh, New South Wales I got used to because I played with them for quite a lot of times. Uh, but when I wore the green and gold, I oh, it was all goosebumps. Yes, uh, it, it was a big occasion, and um, of course, I'd gone so close to getting in the, in the uh, Australian team. When I say that, I, I think I was reserve on three three tests, and uh, I thought, when am I going to get a go? Well, I, I finally got a go, and um, yeah, I, I just can't recall whether I was good or bad that day, to be honest. And and do you recall who that was against? Uh, China. Okay, and that was the fact. Well, I think you'll find that was the third test in Brisbane. Uh, I do have a clipping uh, of the date and everything, but I'd, I'd be searching if uh, I know it's here. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, you were talking uh, when we had our earlier conversation about uh, around the the time of the Olympics that that there was a the Olympic team had been selected somewhat, and then they played against. Uh, a representative team that you were involved with um, as a sort of warm-up match. And, and who was that against? Uh, was it a New South Wales team? Uh, yes, uh, I might have said it was an Australian 11, but it was a New South Wales t- uh, team, a representative team, playing against 
against the uh, Olympic squad, yes. And um, I was telling you of the, um, the the little thing. It really, oh, I, I didn't think I was that good or I should have been in the team. But uh, to this day, the admission of Bill Williams from the Australian Olympic team remains one of the biggest scandals. I don't know why they put scandals yeah. in, in the history in the history of soccer in Australia. So somebody must have thought I should have been included. At any rate, I'd say. <laughs> oh, here under the under that it says Bill played with Winuna until nineteen fifty seven. Right. When he when he joined Canterbury, which won the premiership and the Ampol Cup with Bill as captain. After one year, after one year with Canterbury, he joined Coromel United and then South Coast United before he retired from playing in 1961. Oh, fabulous! Uh, you were talking there um, before you had that year at Canterbury that there was a uh, near the end of your time with Winona Bulli in the State League that that you did um, have an offer from Western in in the Newcastle region. Uh, look, um, I'll turn up the page and I'll let you know what the what the Mercury's said. And because uh, you said there was a lot of newspaper articles written about you in that time when when they, they you didn't know what the future would be for you. Well, yes, I, I must have had a few years to go. Yeah. Um, I, I might be able to even get the date, but I I noticed. Um, they hit it pretty hard. Oh, Williams to go, Williams to stay, and I didn't think it was good publicity, and uh, I, I didn't do anything about it, of course. But uh, you know, I told you about Bud Norton. Yeah, yeah, you're saying that the yeah the, the public and what what he did, and uh, he must. Uh, here we go. Clubs bid to hold Williams vital. Soccer International may stay may stay on the south coast. So uh, it um, that was just one. I I'm trying to. I think they oh, they might they might be here. They might have the date on the on the paper. The Western offer was more about um, they could give you potentially employment and and um, some digs to stay at um, while playing. Um, and then Bud Norton was he uh, the publican at the Royal Hotel or? Yes, uh, he's the publican at the hotel at um, at Wanuna. Um, yep, and. Um, he, um, oh, he's a lovely, lovely guy. He just wanted me to stay. I've got that. The clubs it says uh, Soccer International may stay on the south coast. That's the headlines in the Mercury, and then it says clubs bid to hold Williams. Uh, there is a strong possibility that Soccer International halfback Bill Williams will remain in the Illawarra district and play with Winuna this season. Winuna is making a determined bid to hold Williams and a special management committee meeting has been convened for tonight to discuss certain proposals. Earlier this year, Williams decided to migrate north and play for Western. He, remain, he resigned from a Wollongong bank and was expected to move north early next week. Uh, Winuna placed a transfer fee of £150 on Williams when approached by Western. Now, uh, when you think of it, £150 yep. was a bloody lot of money. Uh, well, it was um, a, a sizable sum? 
Oh well, you can you can buy at those days. You could buy a house in Winona for uh, thirty or under a hundred pounds. Well and truly, say for thirty pound or fifty pound. Fair income. That's a lot of money then. Yeah, one hundred and fifty was, and it says uh, Western wanted Williams as a a player coach. Williams in an uh, exclusive interview last night said everything hinged on developments which are expected to materialise by the weekend. Winuna Secretary, Mr Benny Mann, said Winuna would do everything in its power to retain Williams. Wow. We we need him badly, he said. And and what, what year was that article, Billy? I'm trying this. You wouldn't believe it. There's no bloody um, uh, data. <laughs> uh, it's been cut off, but I've got the uh, the headlines of Soccer International may stay on the South I'll, Coast. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. But uh, but I'll um, I'll I'll get Greg to give you a, a copy of yeah. all those. That, everything I've told you, uh, even the Victorian Trophy that I won for New South Wales, they're all big paper clips. That was in uh, national championships, wasn't it? That you. Um... Well, I'll just read what it says. Winuna halfback Bill Williams was awarded a trophy by the Victorian Soccer Association on Monday for his play in the two interstate games in Melbourne on Saturday and Monday. Williams was judged the best player in the New South Wales team and received the Dr. Walker trophy. The trophy is a magnificent silver coffee service. service. Uh, Victoria won both matches. So uh, we didn't do well. <laughs> but like you said, uh, just quickly back to to Winuna and Weston at that time, did you seriously contemplate it, the move? Once I got thinking about it and uh, I knew that Bud Norton was going to approach me um, and I knew that it would be money mm. and I knew that it would be enough to get a house and, and, and uh, a little bit or quite a bit extra, I said... Well, it's all tax-free and everything, and I don't have to move. Yep. Uh, yes, I, I had it all planned in my mind to, to accept it. And so then you just kept your job at the bank as well once you'd made that decision? No, I left the bank because I told you of that. the Wollongong <laughs> yeah. manager. And you went back I later. That, I, I was in there, that the, the place, but when I – well, it's the local manager. He used to follow me at the soccer. Uh, okay. The Winuna, the Winuna ESA man, and uh, he'd watch every game I played, and uh, that's why he came down to the home and said, uh, "Oh, come back! I'll, I'll get you back here, and you won't be ever moved again." So that's why I went back, and okay. that's how it all turned out. You had that one year at Canterbury. Was that a uh, exciting times to be at a new club? I met a lot of good players, a lot of nice people. And they were a very good club and a pretty solid team. And did you um, move up there for the year or did you just commute up? No, I travelled. I travelled daily. Yep. Uh, not daily. I travelled uh, uh, training yep. and uh, games. And and was there a couple of players there that you can remember? Oh, look, if I had time to think, I'd probably come back with quite a few uh uh, they had a lot of uh, internationals. Okay. They would have had, uh, in, in that team, I would say there would have been at least three internationals. And and did you make that move because at that time there was a federation association split and, and that's why you then went up there? 
No, no, I made the move because I was about to get married. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't have a house, and I didn't have much money. Okay, okay. And and then you then came back down to for to Coromel United. Yes, well, Trevor Birch. I don't know if you know, knew of him. He had the taxis in Coromel, and um, he was their mainstay in the executive people, and. Um, he approached me and said, oh, can you, what about transferring back down with us? Yep. He said, uh, we, we love the, the, the halfback line, uh, Bobby Young, um, Bobby Bignall and Billy Williams. <laughs> so um, three internationals in a line, it, it should create a fair sort of a team, you'd think. Yeah, and you were quite successful, weren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we had a good side, uh, very, very good side. And... Um, they used to, oh, they used to pack the ground there with uh, when we played any sort of team. Uh, they were pretty, uh, pretty well um, up to date. Uh, Coromel. And was it strange for you initially to to play on your crosstown rivals' ground in the in the first game or training there? And no, whatnot? not not really. I felt as though I was a local. You know, I yeah. li- I've lived in Bulloy Wadoona all my life, and uh, yeah, now I felt local, and I've always. Uh, Oh, my my uh, sisters are very old, and my sister uh, Norma's ninety six, and the other sister ninety four, and the other one's eighty eighty two. So they're they're the three of them are still down the, the down the south coast. For yourself, was it an easy decision to to go across to South Coast United when when Coromel United merged with Winuna to become South Coast? United? Oh yes, you know it was the top team and the only first division team down here and uh, you had to be there if you wanted to play top football. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about Jim Kelly and, and what he did for the, the town and, and what what he was like? Jimmy Kelly had the best right foot that I've ever seen on any soccer player. He could shoot a ball 30 yards to the goals and beat the keeper with speed and he'd keep it at a certain low level. He was and he always made the extra man. He was a he was a brilliant player, Jimmy Kelly. I was so proud to to be with him in in that nineteen sixty one South Coast United team. I'll mention a few other players because I've got a, a a copy of the photo of the team in front of me, yep. and it starts with um, Herman Egbers. Uh, he wasn't recognised as a top player. Myself. Jim Harris, Max Trizic, Jimmy Kelly, Stuart Devlin, yep. Ronnie Burns, Alec Marshall, Wim van der Gaag, Derek Roberts, and Tassie Arnold. Tassie Arnold was average, and um, but the team itself was quite good. Uh, yes, I, I'd say that's all the players there. Jim Kelly, when I've read newspapers from that era, he had his own newspaper column. He seemed to have a, a great effect on, on the Illawarra in, in the community, didn't he? Oh, Jimmy Kelly, yeah. Oh, nothing but admiration for that guy. Um, our team changed with him there. He, he taught us several little things. Because he, he came from Blackpool. Yep. And um, as I told you, that's where he wanted me to go. But um, I, I felt that I'd, I had to stay around. I'd only just got married and things. And and um, that was it. But um, oh, he's um, a, a really good soccer player, Jimmy Kelly. And and supposedly he, just had, he was just a nice man and, and had charisma as well and was 
you know, could talk well to people as well. Very well spoken, a good type of guy in every manner and a, and a well-behaved gentleman. Yeah, no, you couldn't praise Jimmy Kelly more. I was just looking at something here that I just picked up. The start of a successful career, Bill Williams at 12 in his first representative side. So, um, I didn't talk about that, but the, apparently when I was 12, I apparently played in the rep teams too. Wow. Well, yeah, you did You did mention that you, you represented New South Wales in your younger years, so... Um... Yeah, 12 and 14, yeah, that, that'd be right. Was it an easy decision with family and work to, to give up the game when you did, or...? or... Oh, I felt as though I'd had a lot of soccer, and, and you can wear yourself out or you can get uh, not favourable with the crowd mm-hmm. uh, when you get play on too long. Okay. And I I felt I've done everything I wanted to do. I wanted to play for Australia. I wanted to play for New South Wales. I wanted to play for an Australian 11. wanted to represent my district and I wanted to represent my club. And I, I did all that and did it, you know, with pleasure. Yeah. And you then went into, went into coaching? I did. I coached um, uh, Bulleye, uh, Bulleye Workers Club and we won the competition. Yep. Um, we had a good good team. I can remember a couple of players. Um, Paul Hancock was quite a good player. Yep. And Butchie Baker. Have you heard of Butchie yeah, Baker? Yeah, no, I've he- heard of the name and heard he was an excellent player. Very good player, Butchie Baker. Scored a lot of goals. A good type of fellow. Uh, yeah, nice guy. Yes, and then... Um, uh, my brother-in-law came to me and said, is there any chance to me, now you've taken over the uh, the Bulleye workers, any chance of me getting in as the manager? And um, I said, oh, look, I think I can handle that. So um, uh, I'm talking of Johnny Jones, the surf life-saving man from Bulleye Surf yep. Club. Yeah, well, he came and he was the manager. Oh, tickle pink. He's passed away now, but uh, he was tickle pink to be... Um, uh, the manager, and particularly when we won. And um, after I finished coaching um, Bulleye, I'm trying to think how many years I might have only had uh, a couple of years, uh, I went to uh, coach Bulambi. Yeah, well, uh, Bulleye, uh, Bulleye workers and Bulambi were rivals in that period anyway, so... Um... Yes, uh, well, I, I went to Bulambi, they approached me, and uh, um, I uh, they had quite a few... Pretty good players, uh, you know, and uh, it's a bit hard to remember the players, but if you mentioned a few names, uh, current names, I'll t- I could tell you whether they played with us or not. But he, it was a, a pretty strong team at Bulambi. Actually, I think we won a comp too while I was there. Well, it'd be um, Robert Banks would be one of the guys. That you oh, Robert Banks was the name I was trying to think of. Very good player, Robert Banks. Yeah, and, and what made him so good, do you think? Well, he, he was never state league standard. When I say good players, and I'm talking of good players in district clubs, yep. uh, very few of them come up and rise to the state league. Right. Um, and But I do believe that Robert Banks could have. Uh, I felt he had enough ability. He was, to me, uh, a standout in their playing ranks. I guess some of the other other guys that um, might have been in there were Fritz Hebben and... Oh, I remember him, Hebben. He was quite okay. Um, 
Look, if you mentioned a few of them, I think that they were they weren't a bad team, Belangi. They always had a uh, they always finished first, second, third, or fourth. If we go back just a, a little bit, when you played for Bulleye, you had a year there as, as sort of a 15 turning 16 year old in first grade. What was their ground when they were playing in the local leagues then? Slacky flat. It was slacky yeah, flat. Yeah, slacky. Yeah. What coloured shirts did they have? Do you recall? Oh God, I've had a few, I've had a few shirts. On, I'll tell you. Uh, oh God, it was. Uh, now you got me. You got me beat there. But uh, yeah, now I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what colour they were. And and Winuna Bulleye were obviously the red and blue quarters. Is that right? Uh, Winuna Bulleye, yeah, red and yeah, yeah. That that's correct. And and what about Coromel United? Yeah, I think you'll find a red and white from memory. Going back to Winuna Bulleye. Even though you had a year at Canterbury, was it sad to see them go out of the state league? Oh yes, but I think you you know you've got to look to the future and improve. And uh, with only one team, uh, South Coast United being arranged, it was pretty hard for all of the clubs. Yep. But um, I think uh, you know, um, it, I think the standard of soccer improved a tiny bit. Because you had that year in Canterbury and then uh, Winuna Bulleye ended up not being around in the State League, did you cop any slack off supporters or they respected you enough to say, hey, you, you gave your time at the club? Most of them, most of them said good luck and, and I can't recall one person not, not uh, patting me on the back. Now, I, I had a good, good reputation. I, I didn't do anything wrong or amiss and... Um, I think um, I had a very pleasant time with Winona Bali. And uh, is there any sort of other uh, memories, Billy, that sort of stick in the memory that you still think about in in these latter years? I'm happy with what I've done. And um, as I told you before, I'm pleased to have played with the different uh, sections of the game and go to the top. It's been marvellous. And uh, I've met a lot of beautiful people. And... Um, I've benefited from it in in lots of ways. You know, getting a house and 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 a few little things that was um, oh, you know, there was no money in the game as far as payment. I think at the end of each year, yep. if we got five pound or ten pound when I was with Winuna, it was a miracle. <laughs> well, to to get a house, um, you know, it's a, extraordinary. But you know, um, I'm sure you worked very hard on the training pitch and you you rep- represented your club. Uh, with a lot of, uh, you know, 110% every game. Exactly. I, look, um, uh, you know, I, I think back and I think, well, I've been lucky, but probably I worked hard for it. And um, I used to train pretty hard and, um, you know, didn't, didn't hit the booze or anything like that. And um, um, I think that all helps. Um, I've, I've had a, a marvellous time there. And from there, I've, I've even had, Probably uh, with my wife, I've had a lovely life. I've um, I've been one of the lucky people's, um, Travis. I, I don't know if you know, uh, in my career, I've had 10 hotels. I've had three management rights. I've had two taxis. And I've had a couple of sub-news agencies. And, you know, to have such a record like that and be lucky enough to be able to, to buy those places and live pretty good, uh, we've been, I've been very lucky.
And did you learn a bit from Bud Norton um, back in the day? And that's got you involved? Oh, he wanted me. He had a, he had a couple more pubs down at uh, Sussex, Sussex Inlet and places down there. And he said, would you like to go down and run one? Right. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I said, no, thanks, but I don't want to get down there. It's a bit far for me. So how did you get into the game then? Into the game of, uh, of uh, hotels? Yeah. I, I, I've always thought there was big money in it and the only money that's in hotels at the moment is poker machines right uh, but when i first started i started in a place called the surrey club hotel at redfern believe it or not wow and when i um got out of the surrey club i decided that the 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 um when uh, the uh, leagues club uh, was available yep and um Alec Mulligan was the secretary manager at the time, and um, he wasn't popular. Yep. And I thought I wouldn't be popular because I was soccer and not rugby. Yeah. But I I mixed with both, and um, yes, I ended up doing pretty good for them. Not that it got them anywhere, because at, at the finish, I believe they were struggling, and I couldn't couldn't believe a pub a club with so many pokies could ever ever go backwards but uh you get a bad manager or a bad uh, fellow running a place and uh, they soon go backwards yeah for for a period of time though when it was um relatively successful and and had good patronage it it was a, a grouping for soccer clubs to come together after games on a saturday Exactly, um, and, and I pushed that a little bit, but my, my main mission there, when I first went there, they didn't sell bottled beer. They're like, you know, how you, you like to take a carton of beer home occasionally yeah. or whatever. They'd have to go up the pub and buy it. And uh, I said, oh, Christ, you've got the room out there in the, in the cool room. I said, you could put you could put 500 dozen in there. And uh, I started buying and... Um, Oh, God, heavens above. You've got no idea how it uh, improved. And then I got people there. I had Johnny O'Keefe on in his his heyday. Oh, wow. Uh, And I used a bit of um, knowledge, and uh, I I got him to come and appear. Oh, we packed the joint out. And uh, uh, a little few things that I was was a good buyer. I'd I'd buy very, very well. And, you know, if I couldn't... uh, couldn't sneak a deal. I, I'd say, well, I've got to go elsewhere, and uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at how how it worked. And um, oh, I was getting um, purchase purchases at um, uh, on top of discounts at fourteen to the dozen. And, and you know, you get fourteen bottles of scotch and only get charged a dozen, and then still get your discount. You bought them pretty cheap, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. But, definitely. Um, but, but as I said, it, uh, it, they needed somebody with a bit of knowledge, and I had that little bit, uh, and um, I think working in the bank helped me a little bit too. So, uh, Do you think uh, working in the bank helped you in the business oh, arena? Very, very, very much so. Yeah, very much so. And I've been up the, the Gold Coast now for, um, oh, Christ, I can't remember back. It must be forty or fifty years. It must be. And do you do you miss uh, Bulleye and Winuna? Um, uh, when I say when you say that, I've been down a couple of times and I've noticed a hell of a change in the area. Yep. The shops and, and buildings going up, and uh, a, a few other variations. Uh, and it's good to think that they are progressing. Uh, but no, I don't miss it. I think the temperature here is perfect. <laughs> Well, I think we've uh, 
covered a lot. And and if there's anything else that you'd like to say, uh, you know, I'm I'm fine. You know, you know, my son that's going to get all this. He said, <laughs> "Oh, he's funny." He said to mention to you that he played for New South Wales also in the soccer arena. Oh wow! In, um, and um, he played, represented the schoolboys for New South Wales also. And uh, so one, I think, was schoolboys, and one was under fourteen. Oh, uh, and believe me, believe me, he was quite a good soccer player. He just uh, lacked a tiny bit of strength. Um, when I say that, um, you know, I'd go in and tackle anything, whereas he'd think about it. When you um, do look back, Billy, uh, about, um, like you said, your, your dad was a coal miner, so you just did most things yourself. Do you think it was... Um being tenacious and, and getting in there and tackling and whatnot, did you develop that yourself or do you think you always had it in you? Uh, yeah, look, I, I always wanted to, if it was worthwhile going for, get it. Yep. And um, I always, too, I could beat a man. I'll never forget the day we played Coromel at the Balls Paddock at Winuna and I, I, I come up with the ball to um, to uh, Bobby Bindle and uh, easiest man I've ever beaten in my life, you know. I swung to the left, yep. and I had a I had a very good swing because it come back beautifully to the right. And oh, he stood there. I passed him, and he he stood there and, and put his he- hand up in his head and as though to say, "What's happening?" And the crowd <laughs>, laughs. The crowd laughs. <laughs> and is there any uh, other games in your mind that sort of stick out where you've scored a good goal, or it was just a a great moment in the oh, game. Oh no, I I, I thought I'd, I average average myself out reasonably well uh, in most games. Uh, I hope I never played a bad one, but uh, no matter who you are, you probably have. But uh, no, I did my best, and uh, no matter who I played for, I did my best, and um, I got me rewards, and I'm very grateful for that. And um, as I said, I look back on some of these. I don't even get these photos out, but I did today because I had to talk to you. And um, oh, look! When he takes a copy of them all, you'll be you'll be uh, very pleased to get them. No, and uh, I'm um, forever grateful that um, your son and um, and yourself have uh, got on. Uh, he got on Facebook and um, got in contact because. Um, you know, it's it's. Fantastic. I didn't. I didn't know. I, I honestly didn't know what he was doing. But um, he's um, he's very proud. And, and so he should be. So he should be, Billy. And 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 yeah. Like you said, it's you know, you like anything in life, you have a little bit of luck, but a lot of it's hard work and um, perseverance. Exactly, mate. Uh, there's a couple of nice um, photos of the wife and myself. And where it's uh, headlines, Bill Bill Williams, the Chinese checker. Uh, you must see that one, and you'll see a couple of me uh, photos when I was under twelve and under fourteen. So, um, but there's quite a lot of them, and if he can take them all and send them to you, I think it'll be pretty interesting. No, I, like I said, I'll uh, I'll get in contact with him, and uh, and I'd like to thank you for your time, and and really uh, sincerely do appreciate you taking out your time. And I know Not a worry, Travis. Happy to help you, mate. And I know it's I know it's been tough. And um, like I said, I'd like to um, pass on my condolences and and really do appreciate you taking your time out to to chat to me. Not a worry, mate. And happy to do it for you.
Here we are on the Football United vs Soccer City podcast and on the line I've got a, a very special guest in Peter Glass. Peter, you knew of Billy Williams, the player. Can you recall some of your memories uh, about Billy and and uh, how he was as a player? Yes, uh, Travis, I, uh, when I was a teenager, when I started to go and watch Winona, probably when I was about 13 or 14, uh, I used to walk up and watch uh, Winona play when they were at home. Uh, Billy Williams uh, was a member of that team um, and I um, always thought he was a a great player. In fact, he and uh, Mickey Duff always appealed to me because they were good footballers. They they weren't big men and um, so they had to rely on their uh, skill and... um, uh, Billy was very good on the on the ball, um, passing. Uh, he could beat a man, and uh, he had a dummy. He could dummy, uh, which wasn't real common in those days. And uh, so they both those players appealed to me. Uh, Charlie Stewart as well, but Charlie was a bit more direct. Uh, and um, but Billy and uh, especially Billy Williams, he was good on the ball. When you were thirteen, uh, roughly, uh, what era is this, uh, or what year is this, Peter? About fifty-four. Okay. Fifty-four, fifty-five. I took. Uh, I used to go and watch Winona every time they played at home. Um, that was first division Australian soccer. That was yeah, state league. Yeah. Yeah, that was State League, uh, one of the best uh, standards in, in Australia. And um, I could walk there or ride my bike. Um, and, um, yeah, so that was my team. That's where I went. And uh, I was, that, he always impressed me. And for yourself, uh, was he in the, the midfield, Billy? Yeah, generally halfback. Yeah. Uh, from memory, um, I did see in some of your um, some of the photos that you've put in on your posting. Uh, there was a photo of him in the Coromel Rangers team, but uh, I wasn't aware of that, um, and um, I can't remember him playing for Coromel, but I, I do remember him playing for Winona. And. Uh... Apart from uh, playing with Winuna, he uh, played at representative level at you know whether it be for the district, uh, the state, or, or Australia. So he he yeah. was uh, a very good player indeed, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a representative player. Um, I think he played for Australia, but uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He, he did, yeah. Well, I knew he was a representative player. They had uh, Winuna had um, Charlie Stewart, and at, in my time. Uh, before my memory, uh, they had a few Australian players. In my memory, they uh, Billy Williams and Mickey Duff, I think he played for Australia. Uh, he, he did. Um, it always impressed me. Uh, the picture show at Winona um, on a Saturday night, 
Mickey Duff and other players that had Australian blazers, they'd wear them to the pictures. Oh, wow. And uh, that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that was a big thing to see uh, Australian blazers at, uh, in our local picture theatre. Yeah. <laughs> and when you went to uh, South Coast United, as we uh, spoke about in, in the episode where uh, I interviewed yourself, um, uh, in that initial year, uh, Billy Williams, was he at South Coast United? Yeah, he came, uh, he wasn't there to start with, but yep. um, I can't recall when he came, but he was there uh, when Kelly arrived, um, he was playing, uh, he had Billy Williams playing right fullback for a while, right. and uh, I was just trying to think when you contacted me, and uh, I, I'm not sure how many months, but uh, Billy was there for possibly the first year. Um, Pat Woods, when um, South Coast United, they gradually brought more English players out, and as uh, as they came, uh, there was less less spots for the locals. But uh, uh, Billy played right fullback for for a while, yeah. Um, and... Um, we, you know, we were all training together. Uh, that was a big thing. Uh, Billy wasn't real keen on training, I remember that. But then uh, he was probably getting... Uh, uh, he'd be, I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but uh, he, he was probably getting towards the end of his uh, career then. So overall for yourself, he was a, a skillful midfielder and... Um... Uh, Very skillful. Like you said, um, one one uh, gentleman uh, amongst uh, a couple there, like Charlie Stewart and, and Mickey Duff, that you uh, were very well entertained by when you uh, started watching as a 13-year-old in the 50s. Yeah, I must um, tell you, um, in 1956, when the, um, that was before the Federation started, and um, the Olympic team, the Australian Olympic team was being chosen. Uh, I went to um, Sydney Sports Ground. It was in 1956 sometime. Or, yeah. Uh, when they were picking the team, or well, they sort of already picked it, and uh, there was um, they had. I don't think it was the best team we could pick, but it was. Uh, a representative for all the states, so right. there was a lot of state jealousy going on, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I went and saw the game they played. I think it was New South Wales. Um, uh, I think they call themselves New South Wales, and Billy Williams, Bobby Bignall was a captain. He was uh, left fullback, yeah. and uh, I think he was left fullback. Left half or left fullback. Um, I think he was the only local in the team uh, by memory. Yeah. And um, Billy Williams and a, there was a bloke called Joey Kendall uh, who played for. I played against him later on. I think. I think he might have played for Leichhardt. Right. Leichhardt Annandale. Yeah. Um, where Joe uh, Marston played. Um, but anyway, 
Billy Williams and Joe Kendall, they were halfbacks, and they uh, they killed this. Uh, in to my mind, they they were the best players on the on the field. And they uh, then didn't they didn't get Olympic selection. No, they didn't get picked. They made they made some of the the Olympic team look silly, <laughs> and uh, uh, they were playing a real you know passing style of soccer. And uh, yeah, they would have fitted it anywhere, but uh, that 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 always stuck in my mind. I was only about well, I would have been about fifteen then. Wow. Uh, and uh, I'll never forget that game. Uh, I can't. I can't remember now even what the score was, but I came away thinking, if they don't get in the team, it's it's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, when I did speak to, to Billy, and um, people listening to this podcast right now will have uh, either before this or after this, depending on where I put this interview, uh, will uh, have heard uh, uh, Billy describe of a, a, a Sydney newspaper journalist who... Uh, uh, reported on the game and and described it as such as well. So, um, yeah. oh, did they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There you go. It was in 1956, wasn't it? Yes, uh, that's correct. Yeah, before the Olympic Games. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I'd like to thank you once again, Peter, for for willing to put your hand up and and go into the memory bank for me and and uh, talk a bit about Billy Williams. Like I said. Um, it's great to talk to people like yourself and, and Billy and others that uh, are willing to give up their time. So I sincerely appreciate your time, Peter. That's, can I just mention one thing that you mightn't be aware of, uh, yeah, Travis? Yeah, definitely. When, um, when the Federation and the Association split in yep. uh, 1950, what was it, eight? Uh, no, no, 50, yeah, 58, I think, or yeah, 57, 57 58, might have, yep. 57, 58, um, and I was playing, uh, well, as you said, I started to play with Wanuna, but uh, a lot of the the old Wanuna team went elsewhere. They, uh, some stayed, but they, um, I think Barry Salisbury and Billy Williams went to Canterbury, yep. and... Um, it was a year that I I just left school and I started to work. I, I, I worked in Sydney and uh, I used to travel up on the train every morning. Um, and in 1958, they they introduced Friday night soccer. Right. It, it, had, it hadn't been, uh, to my knowledge, there hadn't been any night soccer anywhere. Uh, and so on a... When on a, not all Friday nights, but mostly a lot, a lot of Friday nights during the soccer season, uh, I'd stay with relatives on Friday night, and uh, and we'd go and watch uh, Canterbury and uh, Coromel United play uh, under lights. Uh, I'm not sure the name of the ground. It was out Bankstown Way or out that way somewhere. And um, I used to watch Barry, uh, Barry and uh, Billy Williams, and there was Billy Moore, and uh, Canterbury had probably uh, probably uh, Johnny Warren. I'm not sure about him, but 
I don't. I think might have been a bit before his time. Uh, anyway, the um, uh, yeah, I think it was. Um, Canterbury had a good team. They got when the association split up, they they got players from different clubs, and uh, they were pretty strong anyway. Canterbury, uh, but Billy, uh, I often used to go and watch uh, Canterbury uh, of a Friday night play somebody, and uh, it was under lights, and that was that was a big deal in those days. <laughs> and uh, and both Barry and Billy uh, acquitted themselves quite well. Oh yeah, they were. They always they were amongst the better best players. And um, mind you, Coromel United used to was in that first year, and they they were Still probably one of the team. teams. Yeah, they probably won it. Uh, and um, I I knew all the local players. Uh, so I could point out to my relatives who I went with uh, who who uh, who they were. They were interested, and, uh, but that was a big deal back then. Um, and probably your listeners uh, that listen to your podcast wouldn't be aware that uh, night soccer started about 1958. Wow! Yeah, well, uh, uh, just another another. Uh, bit of information about our our great history in the game, Peter. Yeah, and they, had, they had crowds. They had big crowds. Wow. Yeah, because it was an innovation and uh, and the people responded to it. And uh, soccer followers, they had, yeah, I can't remember what the crowds were, but there were always a lot of people there. <laughs> uh, it was a real carnival atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, so... Um, that's uh, a bit more of uh, soccer history. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like I said, I, I sincerely like to thank you. Um, you you're a great uh, help to myself and and people uh, that listen to the podcast. Sincerely appreciate your efforts in uh, uh, going back and and recalling some of your memories uh, uh, about what you've seen and what you've been a part of. Yeah, thanks, and I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that uh, Billy's still with us, and uh, um, and he did that interview because of, I'll be I'll look forward to it with interest. Thanks again for listening and downloading episode seventy three. It is sincerely valued. Once again, thank you to Billy for the time he spent recounting his journey in the game. I'm your host, Travis. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.